Hello everybody, this is Slob Cinema, and this is A Very Carpenter Halloween. Ooh. A month-long uh, voyage through five classic films by the horror master himself, John Carpenter. Our first entry this month, one of the maybe better surprises we'll come across this month, is In the Mouth of Madness. Omar, read that shit. Sutter Kane is the best-selling author whose newest novel is literally driving readers insane. When he inexplicably vanishes, his publisher sends special investigator John Trent to track him down. Drawn to a town that exists only in Kane's books, Trent crosses the barrier between fact and fiction and enters a terrifying world from which there is no escape. Inspired by the tales of H.B. Lovecraft, this shocking story is, in the words of acclaimed director, horror beyond description. Is that possible? I think so, because I didn't know what the fuck to say at the end of the movie. Because isn't, uh, as long as it exists, it's it's describable? Yeah, yeah. Even if it's in the mind. As long as it's given an image, it's describable? Yeah. Like, if this was released as a book then it might be indescribable because each person has a different mental image of what is being written. So, based on the fact that they were able to make a movie from it, it is... Makes it act describable. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck made this shit? Yeah, who the fuck wrote this intro, fucking idiots? Fucking Scream Factory? I Just could barely read you. it. With their big words? <laughs> fucking, fucking more than three syllable words? Go fuck yourself, Scream Factory. Inexplicably... There we go. That's a tough word, guys. Inexplicably. It's five whole syllables, bro. So who's the asshole? H.P. Lovecraft or John Carpenter? Uh, in what way? The editor. Oh, of that? Of the paragraph? <laughs> yeah. Definitely not H.P. Lovecraft. Edward no, that, a. that dude or... died in 1928. <laughs> so Big he's... racist, I hear. Uh, yeah, anti-Semite, I believe. He's inspired many. Um... A lot of movies. I would say so. I mean, most of his... uh, uh, Let's let's go... Sure, let's go through this a little bit before we start talking about the Mm -hmm. movie. In the Mouth of Madness, in the trivia at least, and obviously to anyone who knows the work previously, is very inspired by the Lacraftian mythos of Cthulhu and the Old Ones. Both of which terms come up actually in the movie, especially the Old Ones, which was Lovecraft's version of the ancient species that preceded man on, on the planet. Okay. And then there was the old ones who lived on land and the deep ones who lived beneath the sea. Mm-hmm. So already we've got this sort of, not exactly like adaptation, but but almost adaptation. It's like, you know, I mean, the very title of the movie, In the Mouth of Madness, is like the title of one of H.P. Lovecraft's most known books, at the Mountains of Madness. Mm. So, I mean, they're clearly paying homage. Uh-huh. Hmm. He was a crazy motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah he, was, he was similar. He was like... <clears throat> he was like a... He was like a 20th century version of like an Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was he like doing back then to think of this stuff? Because obviously no one else was thinking about... Stuff like this. Back well, yeah. so there's, I mean, and not to get too into it, but there's a history of literal, literal insanity in H.P. Lovecraft's family. 
both okay. his, both his oh. mom and his dad died in mental asylums. Huh. So that might make something that made him think about tentacle monsters ruling the world. Yeah. And like interdimensional stuff too. He like a lot of his stuff is like, like this shit's so old we can't even comprehend it. Right. So like the universe was like whatever some chaotic mess was most of it ancient evil or it, there was some good too no, or always all, just evil all just like evil dudes okay because the whole idea is that the old ones and the deep ones want to reclaim the planet yeah okay like they want to they want to come from their dimension through a rift much like pacific rim mm-hmm. into our dimension I may get a little biblical in this. Uh, oh, podcast. like you mean like always? Yeah. Always get biblical. So are the deep ones the Cthulhu's? Uh, Cthulhu is. Or is he a zone being? It C- is Cthulhu zone is the ruler of the deep ones. Okay. At least that's what I believe. It may be wrong, but assuming they're all like water creatures. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's what all the the fish men are like. Another film that's much like this in the Mouth of Madness that we may do at some point for Slob Cinema is a movie called Dagon. I've, yeah. And that's... I've seen that. That movie scared the shit out of me, and to be honest, it's still pretty effective. But that's another... And that one's actually influenced straight from an H.P. Lovecraft work. Mm. But they're both... They both have this sort of chaotic, sea monster, fishmen, weird shit in it. Dagon. Dagon. What was the movie with Sylvester Stallone in the tunnels? Rambo uh, 2? Day. Uh, day. Uh, oh, fuck. No. <laughs> I think that's Day right. Storm? Day. Daybreak? Something like that. Yeah, I, that movie's lame, so who gives a fuck? I've mistaken that with Dagon. Hold on. Keep talking, Omar. Day? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's you've never heard of that, no, Eddie? No. It's like uh, I'm just laughing because he said keep talking. It's like yes, I will. Daybreak. I, I believe it's daybreak. Hold it's up. A, daylight. Oh, hold on! I bet yeah. you're right. That sounds right to me. But yeah, let's see. Yeah. It does. It that like, movie's it intense. Like, it was like ninety. I'm uh, being an asshole because that has no connection with H.P. Lovecraft. No, I don't know why you thought of that. But, um, <laughs> he said tunnels, and that was it. I was like, Dude, I saw that. It's, it's daylight. Yep, yep. You're like, hey, remember that movie Cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. Cliffhanger's better than Daylight. Oh, by a fucking mile. Hell yeah, man. Right. But H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, crazy dude. Yeah, uh, was not successful in his lifetime. But now he is. But now, I mean, Jesus. everyone who's a sci-fi or horror, even if you're slightly interested, you at least know the name. Yeah, that's crazy. Just because it's, you know... They bring them up at so much stuff from everything from Simpsons, Treehouse of Horrors to, yep. you know, this type of shit to... Like, at least, like, 50 years after his death, it started. <laughs> like Yeah, I would say, I don't know, I have, I have to do some research, but I mean... 80s for sure. Cause 80s, 80s for sure, there. but I'm thinking probably, like... Well, actually, the, the movie I was talking to on... A previous Slob Cinema episode of Our Favorite Monsters. Ah, There's yeah. a movie called Caltiki, The Immortal Monster, which is a like 1959 Italian flick. And that, too, has an ancient god slime monster thing in it. So, And then I think the next one is probably Quartermass, which is a British flick. Hmm. 
and both those are like 59.60. Those are probably the first cinematic, conventional, or at least somewhat done right special effects wise films that, mm-hmm. that kind of deal with this ancient evil shit. Yeah. A lot of tentacles. And a lot <laughs> of like. Uh... There were some tentacles in this movie, yeah. 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 Tentacles, fish faces. Yeah. Um. What did the thing growing back out pumpkin of head. Sutter's back look like? Yeah, yeah. But like adolescent pumpkin head. Yeah, it was weird. It almost looked like a like a Frank Oz or like a Stan Winston looking thing. Speaking of Oz, this film's like Wizard of Oz, like a like a evil Wizard of Oz. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of crazy shit, man. Yeah, because they kind of go through a t- type of wind tunnel and lights are flying. Lights and are flashing and and. Like the witch flies by them on her broom, fucking Doc Brown is here driving past him on his oh, motorcycle, oh his bicycle, just Pur- like the fucking lady on the broom. That's purgatory, Doc Brown. Yeah, evil like I've been in the sun for eighty days, Doc Brown. I've seen. Yeah, there was a lot of imagery in this where it was parallel to La Biblia, but we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk a little more. Does that more. mean sandwich? Does that mean? <laughs> it means. Uh, Salami sandwich and oh, like a Genoa salami or what? I would say the longest salami. Soprasada. <laughs> Is that really your? He's even got uh, salami. Calabrian chili. chili salami. Jesus. I fucking know my meat, bro. Eddie knows this. Hey, you're gonna have to yeah, bring this. Yeah, you're really good with meat. Yeah. Yeah, man meat. Yeah, uh, saltier the better. Is I... that why you love Italian movies so much? Probably. <laughs> I just love eating pizza and sausage all day. <laughs> I think I could honestly eat pizza every day. I could too. Yeah. Um, anyway, we should yeah, probably get started yeah. talking about this movie, yeah, The I Mouth of some, Madness. I have some questions about the film, but I feel like they'd fit a lot better near well, the end. So Yeah, hold, hold on, hold on to them. So let me just go through some basic info for this flick. Is uh, In the Mouth of Madness, obviously, Carpenter Month, a very Carpenter Halloween, directed by John Carpenter, uh, photographed by Gary B. Gibb, I believe. Um, who is pretty much Carpenter's director of photography from Prince of Darkness on. It stars uh, Jurassic Park's famous Sam Neill as John Trent, our protagonist, mm-hmm. Jürgen Prochnow as Sutter Kane, our antagonist, and Julie Carmen as Linda Stiles, Stiles. probably the mother of Stiles from Teen Wolf. And of course, David, I was in TMNT 2, Secret of the Ooze, huh. Warner. He was the most freaked out. There was plenty of ooze in this movie. Yeah, he... I don't... He was a not great therapist. He was, like, too (laughs) flipped out at all. I know. I think think he was the only one who was, like... He showed any type of uh, concern for all the shit that was being said and happening. Yeah. Because I don't know, like, if stuff was happening from a book or people were reading it and then growing insane and doing some fucked up shit in society everyone would be talking about it but he was like i i think i'm gonna go home now yeah. <laughs> you know another little factoid about this film is that um knb effects did the prosthetics for this film but it was before they officially became a company so it's um labeled as burger nicotero and kurtzman Mm. Uh, burger bur- yeah literally burger B- B-E-R-G-E-R uh, it's German it still doesn't stop me from 
wanting a it burger. It smells like garlic bread. I'm going to get one right after. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> so basically the dudes that are probably now most famous for The Walking Dead, but literally uh, did so much effects work throughout the 80s and 90s, it's unbelievable. There was some good stuff in this where like it, like it makes the movie rewatchable. Or it just makes you want to pause it and see that fucked up imagery. Well, know? yeah, because cause we can tell there's a lot of fucked up in imagery, Dude. but it's all kind of cut up and subliminal. And yeah. These super micro images. Yeah, yeah. Or like in the town scenes when they kind of, all the civilians start getting more affected, there's a lot of scenes with large groups of them. You could, I wonder if it'd be interesting to kind of like pause that and see the makeup on know, each of the guys. Yeah. Because, ways. well, we should, we should start from the beginning. The opening of the film. Chronicles um, an ambulance arriving at what we come to know as a in, uh, asylum for the for the mentally insane. The crazies. Well, that's a little. <laughs> we're we're sorry, people. Omar's a little intolerant of the mentally disabled. Yeah, that's very insensitive. You, yeah. Omar. Yeah. You're suspended for two minutes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I won't talk. You just did. You ruined it. So Sam Neill gets carried in from an ambulance into what we learn is is an asylum. John Glover, a la Batman and Robin fame for killing Poison Ivy, uh, accepts him. Uh, who'd you say he looked like, Omar? Bill Nye. It was Bill Nye. But like a weird Bill Nye. Yeah, he was fucked like up. Like Bill Nye if he was a perverted uncle. <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye if he got caught in some trouble back in the day. <laughs> Caught jerking off in a movie theater. Oh wait, that was Pee Wee Herman. Hey, he came back. Yeah, he, he got that Netflix movie. That dude, was and also terrible. he was he was Cobblepot's dad in Batman Returns, he was. and then oh. he was the and then he was Gotham. the dad in the show Gotham. So yep. they brought him his shit back. Holy crap. I was excited for that. I was really into Gotham. Was Gotham excited. was after after the Penguin meets <laughs> meets after the Penguin makes uh that like adoptive family mm-hmm. eat their own daughter. I was yeah. like, yeah, this show's awesome. Yeah. I've never seen the show. The, the um, show is, it'll take you a little while to get into it. The first season's sort of meh. Uh, but like second and third is like, oh, there's some pretty cool yeah, violent shit going especially on Especially now that's fully complete and done, you kind of find it streaming somewhere. It'd be a lot of oh, fun yeah. to watch. Hmm. It'll, take you a little, it'll take you a little while to get into it. But once you're into it, you'll want to watch all the episodes. Because hmm. it's cool to see how they bring up everybody and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? Well, oh, he, he just came into the asylum. He came into the asylum. He, he, yeah, Bill Nye. He tries to like somehow break, you know, break out of these uh, wardens, not wardens, but uh, tenants or security guards grasp, kicks one of them in the balls. <laughs> they carry him off to his cell and he exclaims, I'm sorry about the balls. <laughs> Swollen testicles. Later we find uh, out. He finds out his balls are in his back of his throat. I'll tell you that much. He swore you'd wanted to leave. He'll never have kids again. <laughs> he won't. Those those eggs were busted, like like Neil Armstrong. So John Trent. Or wait, what's the? Well, yeah, he has one testicle. What's the Lance biker? Armstrong. Lance. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Neil, Neil Armstrong was an American hero. Neil Armstrong. He had two testicles. Yeah, he had both of them. He was a real man. The other took steroids. <laughs> you think a one testicled man would be able to make it to the moon? I'm sure Tom Green. Tom I don't know. Green could do the the, pre- <laughs> the pressure is weird up there, man. Who knows what happens to those I things know. in space flight? Jeez, uh, yeah. Imagine down. losing both. There'd just be like a. You just got a shaft. A deflated well, is balloon. Like, <laughs> what, like, is it like when people get uh, liposuction? Do they just cut the extra skin off? 
Maybe, but then this is horrifying. <laughs> you'd literally be neutered. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be spayed, bro. A motherfucking. Yeah, you'd look like a dog. Yeah. Uh, fucking Bob Barker would have been proud. Jesus Dude, Christ. Yeah, he was they... always talking about spay and neuter yeah, your pets. Why do, why do they like not keep the balls? They legit just top, chop those things off for those dogs. They yeah. They can't just sniff them. Keep up their manhood. They take a rusty saw to them. Dude, oh god, yeah. I figured it'd just be like this. Oh god, yeah. Poor dogs everywhere. If you own a dog, you're a monster. Cats get their nuts cut off too. All right, and actually, everything besides man, I think, can get their nuts cut off without it being a crime. Jesus Christ. Hmm. There are vasectomies. Well, I mean, that's not taking the balls off though. That's just cutting the, cutting the sperm lines. Anyway, besides yeah, besides John, genital mutilation, John Trent has his first little breakdown and has some weird flashes. Like he starts off in the mental asylum, so we're like, "How did how did you get in there, fella?" And also, and then that that's what makes us try to figure it out the whole movie. But it's like a Sunset Boulevard; it begins at the end. And it's not it's not hard to figure out how he ended up in there because of all the imagery. So such a Fucked up, uh, I said it during the movie, I was like, imagine if David Lynch did this, but I don't think I want to see David Lynch's, uh, version of this, because I, I, I regret saying that. I think that might that. put people in a coma. I know, like, Carpenter did just fine, like, like he kept it like sane Like, Lynch enough. is horrifying enough without doing an actual horror film. Yeah. He's yeah. never done an actual horror film, but he's, every one of his movies is a horror film. You think you like suburban life? Well, here it is. Here's a naked beat up broad. <laughs> oh, God. And an ear in a, in a field. One of my favorite shots he did was in Blue Velvet. The, the uh, white picket fence. Oh, and, uh, and the roses? Yeah, and it goes down. And, and the red fire the... truck with the Dalmatian. Everything, dude. That movie's a masterpiece. Um, during this scene where he's in the asylum, slightly before we jump back in time. John Trent. We said that. <laughs> just recapping I'm just I like making his... sure y'all remember John Trent <laughs> even though that was like 30 seconds ago Sam Neill the song playing on the radio is The Carpenters We've Only Just Begun and it's playing at the beginning of the film Fuck it. get it guys he's so vain but is it also <laughs> that's Carol King <laughs> that has nothing to do with The Carpenters the with John Carpenter pretty quick though yeah, the music gets shut off and he kind of has one of his episodes of weird cuts and then we lead into this. I thought this was pretty cool because you don't really know it at the time, but it's a bunch of printing presses going through the credits, uh, yes. printing out the cover of the book in the mouth of madness. Mm-hmm. So at the time you're thinking, oh, that's like, you're not really sure what's being printed exactly. Yeah. You're kind of paying attention to the credits, but then eventually you find out that that's that takes place later in the film because it's the printing of the book that John Trent is trying to stop. Yes. So it's kind of like, I'm, I feel like this would be a very strong, like, second watch. You get a lot more out of it. I almost want to rewatch it immediately. I don't know if you guys had that, but... I know I did when I bought it yeah. because it's like, I feel like the movie on one end is like, oh, this is just like a crazy fever dream thing. I feel like there actually is a logic to it, and yeah. that there's little snippets of stuff that like is either too fast or I don't catch. Well, yeah, right. There's like parts where him and uh, Styles are both kind of have 
just flashes of multiple different scenes at one point uh-huh. where we might see those scenes again later on in a couple yeah. minutes or near the end or it but we already. don't know what that fucking exactly. shit is until it comes later which is yeah. why the second watch you be able to kind of see what they're pointing out right yeah so so then we we kind of go back and it, and it's in this office and john trent we learn is a um something of a claims investor uh-huh. meaning that he is hired by companies to investigate uh usually uh damage claims that people make against the company yeah. So we're introduced that this guy is like, my warehouse burnt down and I'm filing a claim against uh-huh. the, the company to, you know, pay me the insurance money. And nothing was burned down. Nothing was nothing was burned down, but Burn like coats. so this this lays two foundations. Number one, we find out that John Trent is a very smart man. Yeah. He has an ear for lies and deceptions and fraudulent activity. A detective, so to speak, you know. Right, so I mean, he, he later in the movie, uh, Sutter Kane says to John Trent, "You're always looking for a con. Even mm-hmm. now, you're trying to rationalize." Yep, yep. Meaning that John Trent's mind does not work like, well, like some people's minds, but his mind is not one given to fantasy fiction or believing what isn't right in front of him. I think that's a good logic for the movie, also because. You're going to be second guessing until the very end, until it's like too late, and you're like, wait a minute, this shit is actually happening. This is real. Yeah. And, I'll, and, and until the very, very end, and I mean, we do see that where a guy who's, who's just calling bullshit for his whole career is just like, wait a minute, this can't be real, but it feels real. And, and I, I think that's a messed up. Uh, plot for it because i i don't know i i look at things with a reason and everything and then when i get fantastical with my beliefs whether it be like spiritual or like astronomical whatever aliens whatever you're just like that's so far-fetched but if if you're faced with something that's fucking you can't even believe you're looking at it now that's uh Mm, I, that that's what the movie really uh, connected with me, cause yeah, I wouldn't know what to what to well, do. Well, what what uh, Sam Neill's character gives us is uh, a vehicle to either disbelieve what we're seeing, mm-hmm. meaning we side with our protagonist, which would be expected in a normal movie. Yeah, or that everything we see, John Trent is either imagining. Mm-hmm. Or that everything he sees actually is happening. So as as a narrative, yeah. it gives you this super... And that's why it's worth a repeat almost immediately. For real. Because it gives you this obscured narrative line. It's kind of like, speaking of Doc Brown, uh, it's kind of <laughs> like in Back to the Future where he draws a straight line and he goes, our reality is here. And then at this point, two other timelines come off of that timeline. Yep. So it's kind of like there are three possible narratives to watching this movie. There's everything we see is real, everything we see is fake, or everything we see is intentionally meant to look fake. Yeah, like an alternate reality, the different, or like dimensions, or if I were to take this path, this is which, whatever dimension I'd be living in, or my reality would be this. And the movie plays with that because it constantly switches in between... It being real enough that you're with it, 
to it being so outlandish that you're not with it. Yeah. And then there's this middle ground where you're sort of like, is this or isn't this happening? Mm-hmm. So, let's get back into the storytelling. So we find out he has this meeting with this guy for this insurance claim. Clearly calls him out. Says his wife has clothes from the warehouse that mm-hmm. he claims are burned down. <laughs> yeah. You know, saves this guy a million bucks. They go to a diner where him and this business guy is like, I got a new deal for you. Million bucks. Easy. Or like, whatever shit. Sutter Kane is missing. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, this is when, when we get one of the Prince of Darkness zombies coming towards him. Uh, with an axe. Yeah. And so... Great shot. This is the first sort of break in reality. Mm-hmm. Because they're just talking. Sutter Kane's gone missing. His book has just come out. Something, something, something. And this guy, this... Who looks like a vagrant, we later learn out, is Sutter Kane's attorney. Oh, man. Has, like, devil fish eyes. Yeah, that was And crazy. breaks through the diner window with an axe. Knocking down the businessman. And saying to Trent, do you read Sutter Kane? And before he can swing down his axe on him, he gets fucking lit up by two cops. I love that scene. That was good. And it, it uh, you could see even movies nowadays, uh, they've copied this. I, I, I notice it follows. As much as I loved it. They totally, the you know... slowly approaching dingy-looking person oh, yeah. following you. Yeah, two characters talking, and then in the... in the What would it be? Foreground? No, or background. Background, huh? Yeah, and it's like coming... And you are so, you don't know what to focus on, and then... That was a great shot. And then yeah, <laughs> split the Red Sea of, of the regular citizens who were actually paying attention to the situation. Another biblical reference. Yeah, Jesus. Like Moses. (laughs) Moses split the Red Sea. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus? Well, when in doubt, you just say... Jesus Jesus. Christ, Eddie! That's (laughs) not right! Moses, uh... He was in that terrible Ridley Scott movie. Now, would you, um... So you think this is, like, alternate reality and not necessarily has any connection with, like, afterlife? We'll have to talk about this when it comes to that. But I think mm-hmm. this is where John Trent's reality becomes what has been predetermined for him via the book. Okay. In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. He just doesn't know it yet. He just doesn't know it yet. Mm-hmm. And we don't even technically know it yeah, yet. Yeah, we're just... We have no idea. For all we know, this is just some crazy bum that like looks yeah. weird. Went crazy and... The next scene we figure out who he was because he then, uh, John Trent then goes to the publication company of Sutter Kane. Uh, yes. Yes. Run by Charlton. Get your damn hands off me, you fucking monkeys. Heston. With a beautiful toupee. (laughs) Meaning extremely obvious. This dude's got like white, like above the ears, and then it's just dark brown. Yeah. White sideburns, brown on top. Yeah, he's rocking a he's rocking a William Shatner toupee. Charlton, I love that name. Charleston shoes, one of my William favorite candies. Shatner. <laughs> William Shatner is gonna come back in a later film we do this month. Ooh, uh, my, so my mom's from I don't know if you guys know this town. It's from from a little town called Two Rivers. Okay. Uh, around Manitowoc. Okay. So I'm going camping uh, on the weekend uh, to Two Rivers. No. No lie. Are you serious? Yeah, I go there every year with uh, with my buddy's uh, mom and sister and family. You go to uh, 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 
Sherman Park. It's like uh, it's it's like off of the lake, and it's yeah. like a yeah, like a campground yeah, and cabins. Yeah, Park. Yeah, it's great, dude. That's where a lot, uh, that's fucking crazy. I can't believe that. So guys, if you guys want to meet Omar this weekend, <laughs> just go to Two Rivers, Wisconsin. What? A lot of people get killed. Omar? No, so Two Rivers is famous. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I thought that's yeah. It's two. Mass it's Mass it's Two Rivers, not Crystal Lake. And by the way. <laughs> People making a, making a murder definitely happened in Manitowoc. Oh, I see. Wisconsin's oh, yeah, yeah. famous for a lot of people killing people. Well, that's true. Anyway, so two, two, it's because they're bored. Yeah, they're just like we're up north. Always got Milwaukee's best in fucking killing people. The Packers. <laughs> we only got them two things. I don't know why I'm giving northern Wisconsiners. It should be more like this. Always got is uh, uh, Milwaukee's best in killing people. Oh hi there, oh dear. Yeah, oh, oh gosh, oh gee willikers. We oh got, my god. Ah, oh, for Pete's sake. Brett Favre. No, so okay, get, <laughs> dick pips. Uh, <laughs> getting back to uh, Two Rivers, it's famous for two things. One, being the birthplace of the hot fudge sundae in America. This is for real. That's what's up. And two, Charlton Heston's wife was born in Two Rivers. No lie. No lie. So like, that shit was always like a, a town pride thing, like, oh. You know, Charlton Heston married a girl from Two Rivers. And then here's another his toupee was made in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, his toupee was made in Laos. <laughs> Where was Orson Welles born? Kenosha. Kenosha, okay. That's what's up. Yeah. That's and what's up. uh has got a lot of good people. Gene Wilder. And um you guys might not know this guy, but he's a famous director, Nicholas Ray, director of Rebel Without a Cause. From Wisconsin? Also from Wisconsin. Good for him, dude. So oh, the guys who made Airplane was from Shorewood? High school? Yeah. Uh, Zucker Brothers. That's cool. That's all I got. <laughs> I mean, hey, we got hey Orson Welles, Nicholas Ray, and the dudes that made Airplane. <laughs> Tony Romo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but Sheboygan yeah. Or yeah. Some shit. And don't forget Mark Ruffalo. Do you know this guy Omar? Yeah. Chris Farley. I don't. Is that ringing any no, bells? No, no. Oh God. Is he the one from the Ben Stiller movies? Okay, go back. All right, here back we to go. The where were we at? Yeah, I forget. Uh, John Trent just got to the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Office. So the publication office, Charlton Heston is like, listen, pal, listen, pal. Uh, we got a missing guy. Uh, Sutter Kane. Can you find him? And John Trent's like, I don't read that horror crap. By the way, I'm not going to do it, but for some reason, Sam Neill has his Australian slash New yeah. Zealand. I don't know which one he's actually from. But I think it's Australian. Every time he said beer. Yeah, he was like, beer. <laughs> Foster's for beer. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that shit. <laughs> and like a whole bunch of other words that were blatantly not like... Yeah, he, he, let American. It, he let the accent come out a little bit. So he's like, Sutter Kane's been missing. He's been he, he's, he's sold a billion copies. He's our most, you know, pri- uh, best asset. Uh, you're gonna go like do read his books and see if there's any like hints to where he might be. Uh, so at this point we get uh, very Rain Man esque on the spectrum brilliance where John Trent cuts up the different covers of the five books that Sutter Kane has written and somehow folds them over to make a map of New Hampshire. State. Yes. And, and before like, before this scene, this is where he starts going crazy a little bit because he starts reading them slowly. Oh yeah. Oh this is yeah. Where some of the flashes start that could show future scenes, past scenes. Yeah, we mess. see we see a black church, we see blood, we see a fish creature, we see 
tentacles under a doorway. We see yep. a bunch of shit in like two seconds. So was that just like a mixture of all the books he was reading, or just uh, one book? We're reading? believing. Yeah, we don't really know the order. It the looks books like are in. it looks like he's reading in the mouth of madness. Okay, okay. So all that imagery. Because that would make sense that the imagery that he's reading about eventually comes to be included in the narrative of yeah. the picture. Hmm. Wait, why would he be reading the mouth of madness if he's what, trying to stop it from being? Oh. oh. He, yeah, I think he read. Right. Yeah, he was he's, like reading different no, ones. No, he's eating. I mean, he's not eating. He's reading, he's eating the books. He's reading Hobbes End, isn't he? Uh, oh yes. yes, yes, because by by, by being fucking Rain Man, he puts this map together, and it says that there's a city or a village or whatever called Hobzen, oh. but it's not on any map, dude. It's not on any map. I see. So so then Charlton Heston's like, it's not even a city, blah blah blah, and like John Trench is like, maps change. People, there's a bunch old of old maps, yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of old towns that people don't know about anymore. So Charlton Tesson's like, fine, you know, uh, John Trent questions whether or not this is a con. Again, he's always looking for yep. someone to be pulling the wool over his eyes. Uh-huh. And Charlton Tesson's like, no, 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 we really want you to find him. Here, take uh, Miss Styles with you. Go to the city and see what you can find out. Which is a attractive Latina woman. For a bit. And then she's just like in a daze for like a half hour. And then she turns into a monster. So. Yeah, okay. you got warmed up for this by watching your 160 greatest Arnold quotes. <laughs> yeah, the the two. Uh, Maria Conchita Alonso really uh, put the fucking fire in this dude's. Kettle. She did, but yeah, that's the one from uh, Running Man. Yeah, Running Man, and then the one from Total, Total Recall. Recall. Oh, yeah, God. same, same, same girl. What have you been feeding this? Blondes. Blondes. I love. I love. I love her. Put the cookie down. God bless her. Now you're sub-zero. Now, <laughs> plain zero. I'm going to stick my hand down your throat. I'm going to crush your spine. I'm going to break your fucking spine. That's a preview for November after we're yep. done with all this. Uh, we're not going to tell you which one of those impressions is in the movie we're going to do, but it's one of put those. Put the cookie down. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> after we're done with the month of evil. <laughs> So from here, uh, they're finally in their nice Cadillac, or John Trent's nice Cadillac. I don't know about nice. It's dusty. It's dusty. It's, it's a it's an early 90s, oh fuck, we don't have any more designs for these things. Okay, that fuck is, it. Yeah, it's like an El Dorado the, the or 90s, El The 90s were a very bad time for car industries. They were just they all looked the same with your drive. They looked DeLorean-ish. A, a Ford Escort or a Cadillac <laughs> or a Pontiac. I mean, it, they all just look the fuck. They're all like muted colors. Yeah, they're always yeah. like there was always like tan or pale versions of colors. It was kind of like silver, but then the dust made it bluish. Look bluish. Yeah. 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 Um, so Speaking then... of blue, <laughs> Wait, what's uh, that's coming later. Oh, <laughs> no, this is where we go through the trains, planes, and automobiles tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, us, t- tell us about that, Omar. Lights. I remember? Uh, yeah. They, okay, I guess we're going to have to do this for Omar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, Omar, I drew, Omar, you came up with this reference. You I drew a blank on that one. Okay, what so... The, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's the one that made the reference to playing Trains and Automobiles. Well, this whole scene is crazy because it's like they're in a void. Mm-hmm. And they're just like driving. John Trent's, John Trent's asleep. Yep, and he's asleep and the lady's driving and then just like... Um, she starts falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And then that's just almost like a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street type of 
like you don't know what you're in a dream reality what's yeah. going on and then uh, a bunch of shit happened, which I need help with what actually happened. There, well, okay, so... Well, not, it starts so, with the kid on the bike. It, so it starts yes, out yes, with, yes. So first, this Miss um, Styles drives past this guy. He's got um, the little fluorescence on his pedals, and he's got two... I forgot to say, see Plank if they were maybe suicide kings on mm-hmm, his bike. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was some symbolism, again... Let's repeat and watch this right now. If we yeah, I know on. that it's yeah. Uh, but there's a child for the first two. He's a child for the for the, I think just the first. Okay. Oh yeah, no, you're right. For the first two, she drives past this guy or a kid. This little blonde kid. She goes, hmm, all right. Then she comes up and again she sees the same image of the kid on his bike. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. She, mm-hmm. she thinks she's just sleeping. Yep. Yep. And then the third time. She finds Doc Brown on a on a on a bicycle. Coming it's an directly old at man. Her. Coming directly at her, making like a <laughs> face. He runs him over. <laughs> yeah, he gets flipped. Yeah, he gets fucking. His world is rocked. He's gonna be. He's gonna be thinking about the flux capacitor <laughs> after this. That's probably what inspired it. He got knocked in the yeah, head. Yeah, he's a... he said he fell on the bat in the bathtub, but really he was hit by a person <laughs> traveling to a new dimension. Yep. Now this is. Where I start questioning where was this kid just like part of like a purgatory dimension? I kind of thought of him as the ferryman to the netherworld. Okay, so I like... believe in Greek mythology, his name is his name is Carrion, mm-hmm. and he's the dude that rows the boat over the river Styx ah. into. So it gets you into to... Hades. Okay. So it's like that in between. Yeah, they gotta see the bicycle dude before they can go through the tunnel and come out in Hades or Hell or whatever you want to call this alternate dimension. Now that couldn't even be because in that it, like, and this is just me like thinking, but that's like, very deep. That's me really reading into this. Yeah, no, but I, I think it works. I think it because does. they need to see that dude. Before shit really goes fucked. Getting to and and it's almost for the viewer too. Like that image, it's, it's a, like it's okay, a signal. We're going somewhere. We're traveling, or we're gonna be in another spot. Same as like we were saying about the tornado. It's seeing the yeah yeah Wicked yeah. Witch of the West fly past Wizard the, of Oz, the, the yeah. window. And but the thing about purgatory also is, like in a in a afterworld, there's no sense of time. So, and so, no sense of place. Exactly. So they can be in that highway for a certain amount of time and they wouldn't even notice. They just wake up. Oh right. shit, I was falling I was falling asleep driving, but you could have been in that purgatory seeing this old man on the bike and then you travel to this other thing. But again, if you're in another dimension, what sense of time is that? Yeah. How long were you gone? How long you know? So It's like uh Oh god, this is so nerdy. It's like missing time in the X Files, because missing time is when you get abducted by yes. aliens. Yes. And you think like you're trapped in the UFO for like yeah. days or whatever, and you get beamed back down. Beamed. You get beamed back down, and it's two seconds after you were previously there. So it's like you came back almost as soon as you left, but there's like ten seconds difference. It's all connected, guys. Yeah. I think it's all connected. Cool. And see, when we, we say there's an afterlife, there's aliens, there's 
I believe in these entities. I believe in whatever. Maybe everything is just. Combined. I think it, it's just all combined, and and what, but just different. What people perceive it as. Yep. People yep. might, you know, yep. see in their minds a, a fucking congeries of alien aliens, but they might actually be a choir of angels. Yeah, know? or like a a mm, fucking tentacle going up your butthole. All right. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, so fish, fish love the butthole. After this kid finally gets out of their hair, she finally drives through this little bridge, and that's when the lights really start flashing. And right when they get on the outside, here's where we thought we would see John Candy in a little devil suit from yep, Strange yep. Planes and All Wheels, where he's just laughing, and then he turns into a skeleton, and Steve Martin screams. Fucked up. Yeah, that that scene was probably one of my favorites because I do remember vividly also the the yellow lines and the, yeah. on the road and everything was just so dark and, and it's like a movie we make reference to a lot in this podcast. Bum 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 bum. Yep. Terminator. Oh, not Return of the Jedi. That's a show. They don't have um, highways. <laughs> so, so once she comes out of the bridge, it's it's probably noon because it's so bright out and uh Trent finally wakes up and she drives him to this hotel motel in in i believe we agreed on yeah and this is where we kind of get a little a little sketched out about styles because uh trent is asking her why he she brought him there or how'd she know about the place and she says she read about it yeah, and so. Mm-hmm. She says specifically it's in the book. Yeah, and after going through the town, they realize no one else is there, so it's a little weird, though. She would know this information while he's still a little confused. And this, again, so worth a second. Re- everyone needs to watch this movie like two times. Yeah, I would so, say so. So, because there's no people in the town, that's because we see a vision of Sutter Kane typing. He hasn't typed the people into the town yet. Exactly. Ah. He's ty- only typed the setting, that's what, and and various small parts because he hasn't come. You see him type and type and type, and he hasn't created in the book what eventually they're gonna come across, which is the evil zombie children and ah. you know adults and demon dogs and whatever else. I'm just coming to that realization. That's beautiful. yeah. I mean, that's why they have two different scenes made up of only Sutter Kane. Played by Jurgen Prochnow, typing out yeah. his story. Which uh, did John Carpenter? He didn't. I know he didn't write this one. Did he write other movies, or he's always just strictly directing? I believe he wrote Halloween, didn't he? He wrote Halloween, uh-huh. and he co-wrote Halloween Two. Um, he's always done his own scores, yeah, either alone or with somebody. Um, he's produced a lot of his own work. Yeah, Eddie, get on that clickety-clack and tell us. But I did notice this was a different writer for the, the yes, story, but this man. Guy, this guy was not, you know, Carpenter wasn't even a co-writer. Yeah, Carpenter benefited from this writing because this was... I don't think Carpenter, Carpenter, at least what I'm thinking of, the mm-hmm. movies Carpenter wrote were almost so straightforward. They were... Yeah. I'm not going to say simple, but... The narrative was so straight. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, I think, Assault, Assault on Precinct 13. Okay. And then he wrote Halloween, for sure. Those are two I know. Mm-hmm. The Fog. Okay, The Fog. That was right after Halloween. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of confused here because those characters, so I should just find ones that say screenplay, correct? Yeah. 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 See, he's practical. He, he's, he's very straightforward, yeah. linear storyteller, if he's writing it. So this dude 
Uh, let's see. It's like Walter name. or something. You got his name here. Just a sec. He's uncredited for number three for Halloween three. Oh, that makes sense. Because he he was part of it. He was on studio for he sure. Was, he wrote Prince of Darkness as Martin Quartermass. Does he have a oh, that's see writer see name? that's a reference to the Quartermass movie, which has H.P. Lovecraft esque monster. Wow, and they see? live. He wrote the screenplay as Frank Armitage. Okay, this dude's name. <laughs> this dude's name for making for, up his names and shit. Yeah, what is he fucking? Frank Armitage. Uh, so the writer for In the Mouth of Madness is Michael DeLuca. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. And, ooh. So I was wrong. I said Walter. This dude's kind of got... Okay, so he's only got seven writing credits. And that is... He wrote a couple episodes of Freddy's Nightmares, which is a really shitty TV show they made spinoff. He wrote Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Some TV show called Dark Justice. In the Mouth of Madness. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. And then an episode of Star Trek Voyager. Which also had Prog now. But he has 134 credits as producer. Oh, wow. Holy crap. So that means he's got a lot of money. This this, <laughs> this dude has produced a lot. That dude's getting so, so this guy, I'm guessing this was something of a pet project for him or something he really cared about because he does not have that many writing credits. He only has three film credits. The rest are TV, four yeah. or TV. I, I, think, I think this was just... An awesome project for John Carpenter, cause it, like I, we said earlier, I mean he's practical enough, where you appreciate him, cause he's a working man's director. But man, this was like this surpassed his uh, practicalness, if that's even a word. Yeah, this was a much more abstract uh, piece of horror filmmaking. It was more like he just wanted to throw crazy images at you yeah he must have really been smoking those trippy sticks but not only throw crazy images at you no no they're with thought right they're with thought but it's really more i guess cut up would be the term because it's it's a lot more editing than in a normal john carpenter movie yeah if you watch the thing there's like so few setups meaning there's so few cuts to different angles he gets a lot of stuff in master shots Mm. which means he just puts the camera there and maybe he pans to one side or the other. Oh, okay. But for the most part, it's the same shot. Mm-hmm. And in this, there's a lot more cut image, cut image, cut image, cut image, then we have a little breathe time. More nightmarish yeah, uh, right. imagery. Yeah. We should also mention that this is a part of what... This wasn't labeled to him, but it's what he himself called his Apocalypse Trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which starts I like that. With, the th- with the thing... Mm-hmm. Then there's like uh, seven years later he does Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm. and then four years after that he does this film in the Mouth of Madness, and bo- all three of those films, obviously given its namesake, end in sort of a nihilistic end of the world ish. You don't know whether or not everyone's dead or everyone's gonna live or what's gonna happen. And sort of endings, ambiguous endings. Yeah, and it's like the fall of man. A certain fall like a certain way that man has fallen in a and it's, paranormal way or whatever. And it's all due to men's handling of those things. Yeah, yeah. Especially Prince of Darkness. Especially Prince God. of Darkness. But but the thing mm-hmm. if the thing if man hadn't uncovered the UFO Yeah. Talk about this in a week or two. Okay. All right. What's the movie called? Uh, that. <laughs> it's called that thing. It's oh, called, starring it's... uh, 
Sarah Jessica called Parker. All, it's called yes. all. It's called all that. <laughs> all right. So the point is, they're they're all three of these movies are essentially apocalypses enforced by or helped by man. So let's get back to the the film here. So they they go into an inn, and we get a creepy ass. Happy Gilmore's grandma. Happy Gilmore's grandma. Yep. And we're like, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> and we right away get a very uh, spooky feeling. Um, there's this weird thing that happens throughout the film, and originally I said to Omar, oh, that's ADR, that's really bad ADR, because we see the back of Mrs. Stiles' head, and we see dialogue coming out, usually meaning they didn't film enough coverage to get the front of her face, so they couldn't have her lips moving in the way that they wanted her to say the dialogue. Okay. So usually what they do is they'll have the back of the person's head, and then they'll just play the ADR additional dialogue recording mm-hmm. playing over that image. But we find out that this is meant to be a disorienting effect because it continues for the rest of the film once they get to Hobbs End. She continues to say things, but the words don't match her lips. Yeah, especially yeah, well, for the gal. Uh, is it because uh, John Carpenter's uh, rock score was just rocking the whole time and you couldn't they hear couldn't it? get her actual words? <laughs> no, but it got jazzy sometimes, too. But I do Sometimes love... it was a little Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do... Like tinky piano dissonant stuff. Yeah. They couldn't hire Metallica, so they did the best they could to uh, mm-hmm. sound like Metallica. Yeah. John Carpenter could have had a successful music career. I think yeah, so. Yeah, he, he could have before he started doing these now recent tours of Lost Themes, which I had both. Yeah, I I heard he's like just rocking it still. Like yeah. people just yeah. They, he's doing live shows and shit with his son. He's got two more Halloweens to do. Yep. So dude, dude in his old age is just rolling in the dough, probably having whiskey and fried chicken every night. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. Man, whiskey and fried chicken. Yep. So once again, to the he's thing, a real video game hound. I've I've read. Really? Like he plays everything. Really? Well, he's got nothing else to do. Must well, be the doobies. Like, what does he do between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, ordered fried chicken, smoke, and play, and play yeah. Ge- 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 Gears of War 3. Because, like, at, th- at this age, you don't need to practice music anymore. You just make No, it. he fucking knows you it. You just make that shit. Yeah. But yeah They're so. up to five Gears of War now. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus, I remember that first one comes out. I'm fucking old. Part six is coming out next week. Is it really the sixth one? <laughs> Or is that the fifth one? Fifth one just okay. came out, right. but I, the sixth one is on this way. They're always so ironic with the songs they play in those ads. They're going to send like a chip in the mail when you pre-order. and then you Like a potato sh- chip? Well, it's like a little chip, like a little like computer a potato chip. chip. Oh, computer. Yeah, and then when it comes in, you just shove it up your ass, and then you can uh, just start wait, playing wait, right what, away. Wait, what? Gears of War 6. Why'd you put in your ass? It's not real, AJ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I heard that's the that's where all the membranes are in your asshole, and then you oh, get... so it absorbs it faster. <laughs> yeah, it, abs- it absorbs the data absorbs the data faster. Yes, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, suppository chips. I know <laughs> yeah. all about suppository chips. Yeah, you and your sausages. Uh, so once I get to the end, this is where Trent kind of realizes he's, he's in this book because he doesn't realize. He does after she points out the church. Right, but initially he's like, "It's not a fucking book." Blah blah blah. See, that means this if I were to farmhouse. if I were to look out this window right here, it'd be a black church 
with red spires oh, yeah. and, and golden onions on it. Yeah. And she's like, you didn't read close enough. It's out this east. window to the east. And he's like, oh, fuck. I know. That was, he shit his pants in that moment. Yeah, I think he did a little feel back there to see if it was. No, that was earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did. Her. There was one of those scenes. He had to check if he shit himself. Yeah, he had to dude. check if he shat himself during his sleep. Which, uh, I mean, hey. Can you just imagine Carpenter done. like, okay. Check like you're shitting yourself. Quick check, quick check. Did you take a dump? Smell your hand. Smell it to make sure it's not got doo-doo on it. So then, for some (laughs) reason, I don't know, they're infatuated with the church, so they go over to the church to go check it out. Mm -hmm. This is where a random mob of townspeople come to attack the church where a little boy is. Call back to Scanners, a shotgun posse. Yes, shotgun posse. They're going to fuck some no shit up. No gas station explosion, though. Very sad. <laughs> no, there was no gas station explosion. We've really let the viewers down with this one. So, it looks... From what I saw, this scene, it looked like the mob people just completely ignored Styles and Trent. Like, which made me think they really were in the book, but they weren't supposed to be. So, it looked like everyone was kind of avoiding them. Because the mob... I don't think they were written to be yet. there at that time. Yes. Because it shows these pot, this posse like asking for Sutter Kane, and then there's this weird thing where the doors open and close, and it's the little blonde boy on the bike that we saw earlier, and he eventually turns into Jurgen Prague now. So boy, that guy had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Now, why? Uh, it's it's a crazy uh, crazy moment in that where. Like, uh, Trent and the gal are just kind of abstracted from that, but they're also... So that has something to do with them reading this story, right? seeing what's going on, but they're just not unaware that they're part of it just this, yet. This whole... Well, the editor, Styles is right. Yes, she, she's right, ah, yep, which yep. is why she becomes sort of a victim to it and eventually yep. goes back to the church alone. Yeah. But the interesting thing about this is that it feels like these people have... Are and not um, not Trent exactly, but it's almost like they're watching a film adaptation of the book that they've read. Yeah, which kind of comes to culminate and be what it is essentially. It's so meta. It's so meta. This is bef- <laughs> this was three years before Scream. Everybody. <laughs> oh God. Um, it's mind-boggling though. Honestly, it is. It is pretty mind-boggling. So here's where we get the demon dogs, bunch of Rottweilers. Mm-hmm. They attack the the farmer guys with shotguns. Release the hounds. <laughs> that was yeah. that was what Mr. Mr. Burns, Burns is from the top of the church, just being like excellent. Uh, so the dogs kind of run everybody off. They go back to the inn. Uh, uh, Trent is realizing that Styles is getting weirder and weirder, more aloof slash almost talking like, you know. This is going to happen, and this is going to happen because of the book or whatever. Ever since she was driving and she fell asleep, that's when she became pretty fucked up. And we're starting to get some weird vibes from Happy Gilmore's grandma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And uh, She was whacked uh, off. All through this movie, I think Sam Neill had about 19 cigarettes. Uh, During one of these (laughs) cigarettes, the Happy Gilmore's grandma says, There's no smoking in here. And Trent puts out a cigarette in an ashtray. Hmm. Okay. It was just there. There was smoking eventually, sometime, lady. So then we started getting, she, get, she looks sort of, we start seeing this effect on people in the town. They got kind of like purple eyes and they got little 
lesions on their face and they're a little bit bloody, but like more like they got a bad rash. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, well, that's weird or whatever. And we get a shot from below. We see her like kick something. Like, what the fuck? Be quiet, you. Be quiet. Oh. And we cut down and she's got her husband handcuffed to her ankle. Naked. Naked on the floor. Uh, yeah. Looks like uh, me six days. Looks looks like days. looks like Bernie Sanders naked on the floor. It was a white-headed old man, uh, chained up. He was too skinny to be Bernie. Disturbing. Uh, right. That was a David Lynch moment right there. That was that was really Lynchian. And I don't want to keep like because I I, I want to give I, I Carpenter his due. Yeah, I hold Carpenter very high up, but I did get. Like hints of Lynch, but I don't even want to like, because I even the way I worded it was wrong. Where I was just like, boy, if David Lynch would have directed this, you know. But I Carpenter did his thing, especially in the last fifteen twenty minutes of the movie. He well, went crazy. Also, also, it just sounds different than a Lynch movie, all the mm-hmm. way from the soundtrack to yeah. how people talk. People, yeah. I mean, people say weird stuff, but it's more like an irregular cadence. Whereas in David Lynch films, you have, like, this weird, like, how people talk is all, like, fucked up. Surreal. and Like, it's either, like, real gargly or slowed or people talk real funny. Like... Yeah, it's pretty much every Kanye West album since 2013. I don't know about that. (laughs) Not that that I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just I literally do not know what that means. Like, what did you... What did those words mean? He uh he changes his Who's vocals. Who's this? Kanye West. Kane West. Uh, Kane West. Mm. He's married to one of the uh uh one of the Jenners. Oh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interessant. So at some point, Styles kind of just ditches Trent and goes, goes to the, the church herself, and this is where she encounters the little children that tell her that they are her, she's their mother. Which we kind of don't really go farther with that. And ever. it's mommy's day. Is Sutter King... Never brought up again doesn't make any sense. Is he just supposed to be like Stephen King? Or H.P. Lovecraft? The material is from H.P. Lovecraft, but I believe the characters... Yeah. And slash the the phenomenon popularity of the yes is supposed to be clearly referencing stephen king especially in the was it 80s or 90s where everyone was just like eating his shit up like mainly 80s yeah so golly what cocaine did well and there's he's still making money off books that he wrote 30 years ago they just did that pet cemetery remake just think about it guys our parents just did a bunch of cocaine uh how does that add up? Well, they were living. Just because Stephen time. King did cocaine in the eighties doesn't mean my fucking mom and dad did, bro. Just think of when you uh, have kids and you'd be like, "All the stuff I did." Just because my parents were alive in the eighties doesn't <laughs> doesn't mean they wrote it, which, by the way, takes place on a giant cosmic swimming turtle. Everybody, in case you haven't read the book, so how many pages Wait, is it? Maine is a swimming turtle basically yeah it's Dairy. like a, it's like a crazy uh universe or galaxy yeah or... and it's a thousand and two hundred pages oh, th- oh my god and there's a and there's a gang bang se- not a gang rape a gang bang sequence with oh, yeah, six 12 year olds yep become adults 
Yeah, so you know, Stephen King's just a regular guy, people. Just writing about 12-year-olds fucking. I think all writers are kind of... Sick. He was in Chapter 2. Cuckoo. Really? Yeah, he was in it for like a minute. He makes a lot of cameos. It was obviously him, though, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have the big Coke bottle glasses. So, Styles goes and meets Sutter. Sutter. Sutter King. Sutter. And while they're kind of like holding each other that's when they show the back of Sutter's head and they show a little pumpkin head she like she like fingers pumpkin head's mouth a little bit disturbing she kisses Sutter Kane disturbing almost as disturbing as naming your child Sutter what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) he wanted to isn't that Sutter house is like a really cheap one Sutter yeah Sutter home Sutter home Yeah. yeah they named him after the really cheap wine that they buy not Brent Suter, the pitcher of the Milwaukee Brewers, but Sutter. Is it spelled the same? I'm pretty sure, yeah, S-U-T-T-E-R. Mm. No, it's not Sutter, it's Suter. Oh, sorry, bro. Sutter. They changed it at Ellis Island, you fuck. Sutter Kane. So, she... I don't like that name. Mm. I think, I believe, while well, Styles at the church, this where Trent gets even more creepy. He's loud bangs in the basement. <laughs> And then he goes to the basement and finds the old lady with tentacles chopping uh, her husband up golly. with a hatchet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The lady from... Uh... This... The lady from Happy Gilmore? Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, she looks like, and this just hit me now, she looks like when Beetlejuice turns into the snake monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was freaky, Like, man. very claymation-y, stop-motion-y weirdness i said the people who worked on the thing did not work on this movie. no it's clearly i mean it's still fine it's yeah, disturbing it's enough but like yes. it's definitely not on the caliber as rob botine working on the thing now do you think like some men fantasize about being the, the chopped husband? up the husband oh. there has to be at least one if this yeah, situation like 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 the dudes that are hot, one step higher than the dudes that like their balls smushed Oh, yeah, those guys. Poor guys. Yeah, poor, sick bastards. But the people that are above them on the f- on the freak pyramid, those are the dudes that, like, their arms chopped off. <laughs> or, like, the stiletto through the urethra. Oh! Oh! In the urethra? Oh, Jesus. How do you even make that happen? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I think Eddie Eddie is uh, Sutter Kane. Yeah, Jesus, that's some. You should write a horror novel. You'd make a. You'd be the next Clive Barker. Fucking degenerate. Jeez. Hey, he's got his money. Well, that's good. Capitalism. Her, she inserted her heel inside the urethra. Urethra. Oh. Oh. Deep inside. That's is that a mantis or a cricket? That's a cricket. Kill it. Sorry, everybody. There's no. a giant bug outside a window. Oh. Uh, yeah, so she makes out with Sutter Kane. Blah, blah, blah. Some the evil shit going on. going crazy. Yeah, he goes down to the basement, finds the monster lady, comes back up. Out of breath because he smokes oh, fuck. We, we, we passed him up, but we'll mention it here. He runs into this guy before, but here we, he talks to the guy, Vigo the Carpathian. Ah, oh, Vigo. Who sits on the throne of blood. <laughs> Good Time old is Vigo. but a window. Death is but a doorway. I'll be back. So he was just like a guy from the town. He was a guy, yeah, he was just a father written into the book to be a dad of one of the crazy kids in the town. But then he had 
a certain reason to him or like uh he kind of yeah he's kind of he's kind of the one that more so than her more so than styles he's the one that kind of says like man this is real life and yeah. then he blows his head off with a shotgun now what if he was like the main character of the book because he had like the, the he just he was the most reasonable person aside from Trent, but Trent was himself yeah, going crazy. Well, again, he's like, I think, I think Vigo the Carpathian says something like, like, uh, and the guy puts his own shotgun up to his neck. Yeah. And and John Trent's like, don't do it. And he's like, Sutter Kane wrote me this way, and then he blows his head uh, yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. So. Maybe no one. Uh, was so it's trans. almost like he's the first guy we see that knows that he's. He's not a master of his own fate. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's, he's lost. got what is coming, and that's his plot, and blah blah blah. That's where it ends. Now again, that just makes me think of like a continuation of life, in the sense of you're just gonna throw it away, you'll kill yourself. This is my character. I'm meant to die, but I'll see you later, or something, or like some type of purgatory, or some type of. Or you're just in the dirt and you don't have any afterlife. And that's it. I, but in this movie, I, I don't feel like that's as grim and dark as this movie is. I think you're almost meant to live on and either suffer or, you know, you're 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 in a fucked up world where, it, not necessarily hell, but I mean, close enough. This shit is crazy, you know. And uh, another movie that makes me think that uh, kind of. Swag Jack, this movie was also uh, Phantasm, or Fan, Fan, Phantoms with, uh... Oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, yeah. And Rose McGowan. Yep, yep. And they're in a small town like this. They got taken over. They're figuring out what's By going on. By an ancient on. evil. Yep. And and it's been there. That's a Steven, or Dean Koontz. That's a Dean Koontz. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically take half the interesting parts out of a Stephen King book. And make it easier to digest. And then you have a Dean Koontz. I have that on DVD. Like, if you have a Stephen King book, there's a Dean Koontz version of that book that came out after, essentially. And I think uh, Ben Affleck's butt chin was, like, prime time. It was, like, peak cleft. It was, like, yeah, you can, you can see into the... He blows his nose and wipes his ass at the same time. Yeah, dude, it's like it's amazing. It's an amazing. <laughs> that's butch, a man. that's a me myself when I read it. Because <laughs> remember, Jim Carrey gets the surgery to give yep. him a cleft chin. It's like, damn, daddy, you could blow your nose and wipe your ass at the same time. <laughs> Another line I love where he's just like, "You want to find a G spot in a ten pound pussy?" <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, so at this point, uh, Trent really wants to get out of town, and he sneaks, he grabs Styles, punches her square in the jaw, and puts her in the car. But then Styles swallows the key, and he's able to start the car with a screwdriver. Miraculously, there's some reason for some reason the screwdriver there. Yeah, and at this point, Styles kind of just having a, a whole exorcism going on. Yes. I think I would have punched her more than once. Yeah. So she continues to have this exorcism. She's kind of doing the whole... This whole, bitch got a demon in her. Doing the whole walking like a bridge thing. Her head's flipping Slob around. Cinema does not advocate battery of women in any way, shape, or Unless it has a demon inside of her. And then you gotta punch the shit out of them. And 
My eyebrows are raised, ladies and gentlemen. So when the Styles exercises go on, Trent kind of just kicks her out of the car and starts driving, and he keeps going in this ultimate loop of back oh. into the town from the highway. Yes. He tries. Okay, this is town. one time where I'm like, okay, we could have cut one of these out. That freaked me out, yeah, though. Did, like, I was, I was freaking out in that part, man. Like, like it's a neat effect, but like. I feel like he should have done it twice, and then the third time he's like, "All right, fuck it." That was it. Because yeah. it was on, it wasn't until the fourth or maybe even fifth time that he does it that he's like, "All right, well, I'm not gonna back up. I'll go straight." And then yeah. he goes straight fifty feet and crashes. I'll just run over the zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see Styles, and then when he's knocked out, he's brought to the church where Sutter is writing. Yeah, and this is where Sutter gives him sort of. Um, uh, Final he, copy? Well, he gives him, he, 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 he like types out one last page and he's like, ah, finally finished. Plap. Uh, Styles gives him the, the manuscript? Or is that what you call it when it's the final draft? Rough, I don't know. Or a rough draft? Well, he gives, he gives him the, a copy of the book essentially. And this is where he says, you know, you're always looking for a con even now that you're trying to rationalize it. Um, he goes, there's a really cool line where he's like, you know, he's trying to explain to Trent that it's all. More people believe in me than the Bible because I've sold more copies than Mm -hmm. them. And um, believing in it makes it real. The problem with religion is that no one ever really believed it enough for it to become reality. Yeah. Oh. And and, and with my books, people do believe it enough for it to manifest itself as reality. And he says this real, I mean, I guess you could, someone who who doesn't like this movie would say it's stupid, but I like it. So he goes, I think, therefore, you are. Yeah, but I mean, fine. Fuck you too, Eddie. Is this so? Is this an author sucking his own dick and saying? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's saying I made the new world. Yeah. It is my creation, and then he like there's this weird pulsating videodrome like wall. Yeah. With a bunch of creatures. Oh like, yeah. Brr, brr, yeah brr. He's like, I can't hold them back. Much it's like longer. a door, like a throbbing door. It's a throbbing door. Yeah. He rips no. himself like a paper. Now, do you think, like, so, so is Sutter, do you think Sutter is a human? But he's, Possessed. Yeah, but he somehow sold his soul to write these beautiful. Yeah. Or is he just like a interdimensional being and then he's oh. writing these fucked up things and. The way. Creating belief, almost like a devil or like a, where he's essentially trying to gain followers or trying or, or like trying to deceive and then in essence it's hard to say there's a weird thing going on here um let's say that Sutter Kane is a man mm-hmm. who becomes through like the process that. of his writing becomes possessed by what he is writing yeah and that cosmic thing that he's written into existing takes his body over all right and then that thing starts writing in the mouth of madness because that thing, that entity, whatever's controlling him, we see the pumpkin head guy back. Yeah. Uh, whatever's controlling him makes him write in the mouth of madness, which essentially writes the end of the world. Because it, it creates all these fucked up maniacal people. And the reason why I think that is, rather than Sutter Kane being an all powerful devil like guy, is uh-huh. because he kind of he dies. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Like. He know, but also he knows that his name and power will live on after he dies. But he writes in his own death into the book. 
Yeah, I think his yeah his want to control the world is more human characteristic than a demon would. Yeah, I've never it's, met it's, a demon, but yeah, I mean. So this is just basically mind comp. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, I mean, well, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think. Uh yeah. I like Hitler and. Holy crap. Yeah, but it's not like Sutter Kane blamed all the world's problems on a bunch of interdimensional <laughs> demons. No. And then but, wanted them to all be eradicated. But his writings... Getting into touchy territory here, folks. <laughs> beating women? Yeah, Omar's already admitted Mind he likes Kampf? beating women and my, reading Mein Kampf. Guys, just make sure you're punching demon-possessed women. Not, not, not demon-possessed women. You said not, not. Not, not. That's a double negative. That means you do want people to hit women that aren't demons. Not, not. So do oh, not just did punch it again. <laughs> a not demonized woman. There you go. I believe that makes sense. Only punch women when yeah, they're demonized. Yeah. Yes, right in the mouth. All right. So from here, <laughs> Sutter's great rips of his own body that looks like a book can't hold back this beast anymore. So Trent and then has we to hear start running. Well, uh, Style starts reading from the manuscript and is like, uh, Trent looks into the black abyss and sees the hordes of monsters climbing up from the abyss, waiting to escape. Um, that takes like two minutes for her to read all that, and then after that, he starts running. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's where we get probably my favorite shot in the whole movie. Uh, he's running down this really weird alien-esque... Uh, maybe slightly um, Event Horizon-esque yeah, tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which brought back just flashbacks of Sam Neill in Event Horizon. Yeah. Um, and here we start seeing this, like, gathering of gross amorphous fishmen monsters oh. running after him. Yeah. And it's really effective. Very I mean, freaky. They do really good cuts, and then there's even a... One of my favorite shot is, like, uh, Sam Neill's running towards the camera, and he's in focus... And then you can see these things moving behind him, but they're not in focus. And it's like, oh, fuck, what even is that? They seem very, like... I had to check if I shat my pants. They were, like, really wet and very, like, just, like, yeah, slimy looking. a lot looking. of KY jelly on those fishmen. You did bring up uh, Hellraiser. Ooh, yeah. Very similar to the hospital scene. Or, uh, yeah, that was, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the hallway opens up in the hospital yeah. room. Yeah, now that's... These uh, creatures looked a lot like that. Freaky, but again, the rewatch value, because even that scene, I'm like, man, I want to go... It goes by so fast. You want to see more. Yeah. At the same time, it's effective because they don't show you more. Yeah, and I want to go see those fucked up monsters again, you know? But also... uh, It was like arms growing out of asses. It was like... I remember like a long arm creature almost like using the ceiling and the ground like as like a... Like, it was just, like, crawling, but you, just, like, using the whole, like, dimension of where well, was that's that. The, that's the Hellraiser. Yeah, oh, see, see? Yeah. I'm almost, like, mistaking, yeah, I'm, like, mi- mixing so them much together. Like it, yeah. yeah. But the the main thing I took out of it is just in the mouth. And you think of this scene where Sam Neill, uh, Trent, is, like, running down the middle. It almost looks like a rib cage. Or an esophagus. On, yeah, so, like, you're almost inside a whale or, like, uh like something just you're inside the belly of something literal madness Ooh. and he's just running in that's a good thought I didn't yeah think about and that. just getting chased by fucking uh you know creatures Fishmans. yeah like we oh god 
What if he was just being chased by a bunch of frozen fish sticks? Would that be just as scary? Or? Fish sticks or fish dicks? I think fish, fish sticks. sticks. <laughs> fish I'm a gay fish. I'm a gay fish. <laughs> Sweet, see, Why are you telling me I like fish sticks? That's the are you a gay West. fish? This uh, podcast was sponsored by Kane West. His new album's coming out. Keanu West, I believe. Really? At some point. Yeah. Uh, he's like a Jesus freak now or something. Why well, could do? Yeah, he's got his gospels every Sunday yeah. and random. But cities. see, that's Jesus where Christ. we can. He's almost a Sutter Kane character. Well, he where, thinks he's Jesus, right? Yeah, he's he's literally out here, get uh, praising his own, creating yeah. his own fantasies. He has and a gathering, and they're all just my flock. Yep, yep, yep. Really weird stuff going on. And I think H.P. Lovecraft was, uh, I believe in evil, and I believe in uh, just spiritual things, but even H.P. Lovecraft, maybe he was uh, inspired by something that we were not. Well, what's also interesting about H.P. Lovecraft's work as a whole is that unlike most horror books or books in general, he doesn't really describe what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. He just says, like, and something vicious and otherworldly came into view and you just have to imagine what that and looks like. And you create that. There's, yeah, there's no actual description of what he physically sees. So, like, that's perfectly transferred to this movie because you're not really getting a whole picture of what anything exactly looks like, but you're getting little bits. Why does the human mind just resort to, like, tentacles and things that are created? Phallic? Yeah, like insertion and, you know, tubular things. Hmm. Weird, huh? Is it is it just because the human body has just so many holes? <coughs> Literal microscope. Uh, we have Shrinkers? we have pores also, so those are just yeah. a bunch of little holes. So we don't want any of those things. Like someone said, there is. <laughs> you talking about this? I heard somewhere it's like we're really just one big giant meat donut. Because our hole, like a donut, just runs from our mouth to our ass. <laughs> so it's like we're meat around a hole. Yeah. I can see that. We're like an abomination, like in a beautiful abomination. Welcome, welcome to Poetry 101 with Omar. Remember when I said Abomination Rex? I think that was <laughs> AJ loves that. I love that shit. AJ loves it. Abomination <laughs> And then you were like, Indominus Raptor? Yeah. yeah, that was good. I learned later it was Indoraptor. Yeah. But essentially the same it's thing. It's the same shit. I, I just think we sounded like we were kidding, but I don't think we were. We were not kidding. <laughs> you really thought it was Abomination Rex, and I really thought Abomination. it was Abomination Raptor. Mm -hmm. Alright, so we get the kind of monster part. He passes out. He trips. He trip. Yeah, he trips like a fucking girl in a slasher film. Yeah. He falls onto the street of the real world. Very cheap. Yes. Where a real little boy comes with his paper out. Yeah, the and same boy who we was saw. It? it was the it was the carrion. The biker. It was the biker on the river sticks. On the lost time. He's like, have you ever read Sutter Kane? He's like, no, or whatever, and rides off. The truck comes, picks him up. He obviously leaves the book in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. Because later on, when he gets dropped off at a motel, a special package has arrived for him at the front desk. Yeah, here's where another the, copy. Yeah, it says. 
are you John Trent? Well, yeah. Oh, someone left this for you. And it just says John Trent. Yep, yep. And the manila folder. And he's like, who sent you this? Who sent you? I don't know. I wasn't here. And then another guy pops on. He goes, I was here. I didn't see shit. That was that was silly. That was a silly moment. That didn't but work. Again, yeah. it's surreal. You need something. I mean... I, the f- most fucked up dreams you'll have, you're all you are always like, man. And then this guy came out, and then he was just like, I'm the one. You know what I mean? Like it's always something stupid like that. I don't know. Even like a fever dream yeah. is always like that. Or if did like, it happen, or is it going to happen? Exactly. Or? Yeah. And it's why is it always like in a weird hotel where it's just like in a, a highway and just it's it's uh, those. I'm never gonna stay in a motel. That that seemed more like a motel than a hotel. Yeah. Well, I think it was an inn because it was just a house uh, with like rooms. Oh, okay. And See, then, yeah. yeah, and they they just uh, inn yeah, probably right. like a. But it, is it true that like the difference between a hotel and a motel is just how many prostitutes have been uh, um, part of that? Um, yeah, when you when you build a motel. <laughs> Actually assigned to each room is a prostitute. Gotcha, gotcha. Whereas a hotel, you They're just get the one. They're themed to each room, too. Yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The safari room, the astronaut room. <laughs> Zero grav. Uh, so Maybe then here's also. where he goes back to the publication office with Charlton mm-hmm. Heston. He gives him the whole spiel of what he's experienced. The guy's like, like what the what, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, the, he's like, we have to stop the book from being published. Published uh, months ago, it published seven weeks ago. And the movies, <laughs> and we and the movies coming out in a month. Now that was fucked up. Holy that, shit, that's some fast production time. What is, it cost? Two dollars. Is that what George Lucas felt like? It was like, what? The movies coming out next? Like, oh, what did I do? I sold my soul. Here's where we get a sick scene where everyone's going crazy for the book. It's like sold out. Sold like eight billion copies. Jesus. And uh, starring Sam Neill. At this point, uh, Trent has believed to become derelict or cr- more crazy than he was. Kid comes out of the booksellers reading the book. Uh, Trent comes up to the guy. He goes, "Do you love that book?" And he's like, "Yes, I do." And he goes, "Well, then you'll have seen this coming." And he axes this kid in the head. That kid has the demon eyes, the fish eyes. When he's murdered. Yeah, he has the demon fish eyes too. So, he says, then you'll have seen this coming, is because he's read the book and likes it. He knows that Trent kills this kid coming out of a bookshop, buying the book, that the movie is made of the book, made of the movie, made of the book! Say what? My brain melted. So the book and the movie inside of the movie are all named in the mouth of madness. Yes. Stephen King is a genius. Is this fucking meta enough for you, fucks? <laughs> what is this, Deadpool 3? Yeah, this is like... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's more like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> now, did, uh... Did, uh it's Chapter 2. Is, uh... You think it'll come close to this movie? Even Wait, what? what do you mean? <laughs> this movie was better than It Chapter 2. Did you see It yeah, Chapter 2? Was yeah. it? I thought the first part was better. I thought the kids had better chemistry. That's been, the general, that's been the general consensus. I don't think I'm going to even see part 2 then. You don't I, have to. 
haven't seen either. Good. Uh, oh, I said you should give a watch to chapter one. I might, yeah, I might cha- watch chapter one event. I, I think gave, the kids are cool. I gave chapter one two and a half stars, so. <laughs> We we we, we, we passed by this scene, but this scene I is right. Really, like a three. Three would probably. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to just see it. I guess I can't come up with an, an opinion right now, but. Yeah. You kind of know what it is. Let's face it. Too uh, many jump scares. There was this. There yeah. Too many lo- like loud noise things. Anyway, we missed a scene that's really funny that made us all laugh. Is that uh, earlier on when Kane is telling him about how reality is his book. And blah blah blah. He goes, "Have I ever told you I love the color blue?" Ah. And he's on the bus ride out of the tub, <laughs> yeah. and everything's blue, like it's got a, just a blue gel on the camera, like everything's just tinted blue. And this makes John Trent scream his ass <laughs> off to out. the point of being woken up into two separate comas. And oh. we're like, "So blue rooms terrifying." Fishmen, alien creatures running you down the literal mouth of madness. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> Not a single scream. Blue fuck! It's like he was going through a morning jog, and then things turn blue, and he's like, Oh my god! He was sitting next to that grandma, though. She that would have been a nightmare in and of itself. Do you want to know my recipe? I used to be able to say things that I can't say now. I got the best bread my, recipe. My kids, they go to Columbia College. They keep it nice and non-integrated there. <laughs> like, all right, Grandma, tell us more about how your husband died in Korea. Poor Trent. Yeah. Victim. So then, after the axe murder, he we finally jump back to him in the asylum with his crosses everywhere. Black his, crayon. Yeah, black crayon. And... Da- oh, David TMNT. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. He has his final conversation with his therapist. Which freaks him out a bit, the therapist... He's a little... He's starting to believe it. Yeah. Because John Trent says things where he's like, this almost seems like you're doing all this crazy graffiti shit to make them keep you in here. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll stay. It'll be... It's, it's better in here. Because he knew something was going to happen right. with the people mm-hmm. reading and he yeah. was like, I'll, I'll just stay in this little so padded David room. So David Warner is like, all right, that's kind of fucking creepy. Comes out, uh, John Glover's there. He's like, so did he tell you anything? And I don't know. He says something vague and the doctor's like oh and do you read Sutter Kane and David Warner gives those weird look like I probably do but I don't know if I want to tell you that I do and the shit's freaking me out mm-hmm. cut to a night scene Sam Neill's going a little more crazy and here's where we get all the thunder and fishmen shadows and screaming and nightmarishness that mm-hmm. come in the night we see some clawing at the door and it actually busts open, cut to black. Samuel wakes up in the morning to find a bunch of blood and claw marks and all the pages of his of the manuscript scattered around the prison. Nobody's there. It's empty. And then chaos ensues. Yeah, no one's really in the town except for the three people po- pointed out by Omar in the background once he hits the theater. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like walking around and that's another scene where I could see 28 Days Later kind of took a little bit from mm-hmm. that where he's just like abandoned walking around in the in the scrubs. We hear through the radio that there's, you know, uh, the infection is moving westwards from yep. the coast and it's not clear how many are uninfected or how many are sur- how many have survived. Yeah. And he comes up on an old school marquee called In the Mouth of Madness. 
Is that what the movie's called? No, that's what the book is called. Ah, okay. By John Carpenter. <laughs> and he goes into the marquee. Sutter oh, well, no, they have a, a different director name, like a made-up. The book was written by Sutter Kane. No, I know, but the movie. The book was written. So, <laughs> he goes into the movie theater. Butter he's, he's all alone. Yeah. I don't know who gave him the popcorn with the butter topping, but someone <laughs> no, did. No, he just dug it himself. Oh, damn. That was probably at least two-day-old two popcorn. Old. I mean, that is not two good Two-day-old popcorn is the best popcorn. Is it? Yeah. What? It depends where you get it from. Mm. Oriental mm. I can eat for two days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they you keep Oriental popcorn for two days? I can eat it for two days. They used to, they sometimes would put Tell it. Tell you, don't get popcorn in the morning if you go to an early show. Oh, because it's when, left over. Like the dudes just keep it in yeah. there from the night before. Oriental and Downer, they would put their uh, popcorn in garbage bags, and then people, the people who work there, would just take it home yeah, with them. Yeah, no, they Damn. do. They do that at most theaters, I think. Oh, do they? that's yeah. good, man. That's great. Marcus has like a new like Cheeto popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I've seen something like that. I haven't been. Um... Yeah, who am I kidding? Anyway, <laughs> I I ate a whole bag of uh, Cheetos paws one time. That was tonight. <laughs> you were like, guys, take these away from me, and then you just left the opening right in front of your hand. My uh, my feces will be alarming tomorrow morning. It'll be a little chocolate and paws chocolate, in your toilet. Yeah. Oh god! But well, he had the chocolate too. He had two bars of chocolate. Yeah, you're you're asking. Bag of paws. You're in for a world of hurt, Dumbo. My, my shit's gonna be the most American ever. Yeah. Uh, Aside from, is it I, just gonna be a portrait of Donald Trump? <laughs> I didn't eat McDonald's. That's all I need. You you didn't get a fillet of fish. <laughs> Are you gonna go get a fillet of fish? Probably. Mm, all right. A fillet of fish, French fries, apple pie. Well, I'm I'm a little better than you people because I'm going to cops. Is that still open? Is it at, after this? Oh, oh man. That's too far of a drive for you. Yeah, like by the time back. I get yeah. home, it'd be like. I only go there because it's like five minutes. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like fucking ten blocks away from Eddie's house. Their burgers are so like fucked up that I can only get the the burger with cheese. Dude, they have good fish. No condiments. Like, yeah, I've gotten fish I've sandwich. Gotten their, yeah, they, they have, have good fish sandwiches. They have a good fish sandwich. sandwiches. They got good chicken sandwiches Damn. too, man. My, oh man. All right, so he's watching. He's in the. <laughs> despite our, uh, hey baby, we're gonna be talking about fillet of fishes in a lot of these episodes <laughs> because we're all a bunch of sickos, um, <laughs> because we're all fucked up in the head, just like fucking John Trent. So John Trent's watching the motion picture, and I don't really know. I guess this is up to interpretation, but we see him watching the movie. We see the movie screen, and we see kind of just like. A supercut of all the times he screams. Yes, correct. Um, so I'm not sure if he's seeing a clip show of him screaming, or if that's just like to save time and give you the, the the inference that he's watching the whole movie, or if it's literally like he's going so insane looking at the movie that he just is seeing himself screaming. Yeah, either way. Either way. <laughs> it, oh, what the, if it was either like way a... the movie starts to crescendo in a Megadeth-esque metal cacophony and yeah. and John John uh, Trent starts to laugh maniacally. Uh, <laughs> see, that's the moment he went crazy. Oh then? But did he accept it 
Well, he's At that like, point, he's accepting it. He just knows he's crazy, knows the world's over. He's going to have a laugh about that's it before it. he dies. And slam bang, movie ends. Now, what would what's gonna take over? So it would be like a long, long end of the world because everyone would just be going crazy, killing each Slowly other. Slowly moving, stabbing westward. Yeah, just going. The whole town was gone in a night. So yeah, slow. Yeah. Cedar Cedarburg, Wisconsin, yeah. which it. it uh, Eddie pointed out it looked very much like Cedarburg, Wisconsin, which is true. Like That's, those. That was the we said. Uh, Hobbs End looked yep, like Cedarburg. Yeah, just like the old stores that are still intact that you can go. To. Leaves turning orange from no, the fall. No, like big box any. No big box. No, you stores. got like the chocolate factory and the Rivoli Theater there. It's not like it? Door County too, though. There's no big box stores. Right. This is a very nice movie to watch. So we're watching it on September 30th. So at the cusp of October, Halloween time, leaves falling, mm-hmm. and there's a couple scenes in this movie where it gets you, get you get that fall feeling. You're like ready for October, and uh, another Carpenter movie. You getting some chowder because you're in New England. <laughs> so. That's New England. Mm-hmm. That even that like the all yeah, the they, stores. Yeah, they, they show on the map. It's like somewhere on the the border between Delaware and New Hampshire. Wasn't uh Stephen King's from Maine? Yeah, he had all his movies in Derry, Maine. Uh, so that might that might be a little probably. Thing I mean, to you East be. Coast type place it specifically in New England. I mean, you gotta be riffing somewhat on Stephen King. So John Carpenter did this. What was before and after this movie? Uh, I believe he did. Um, because this was I believe 95? he did Memoirs of an Invisible Man in 1991 or 92, and then I believe he did Vampires in 96. With James Woods. Eddie's double checking for me. What? Uh, I didn't see the Invisible Man movie. Uh, Invis- in Memoirs of Invisible Man, Body Bags was a TV movie in the oh. Madness and Village of the Damned. Oh, he did Escape Vill- from okay. LA. Village of the Damned has Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Escape from LA. That's 97, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck. And then I guess Vampires was 98. Um, yep. So yeah, so he did Memoirs of Invisible Man. Then one segment of the um, um, anthology film Body Bags. Then this. Then... Um, what did we say? Village of the Damned. Village of the Damned with Christopher Is Reeves. Invisible Man any good? No. No? Like, literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, fuck. That's probably, uh, the only one in the Carpenter filmography that's totally unwatchable. Jeez. Carpenter's so awesome, dude. I love... Has he always been bald? No. He's got some hair. He's got the crown. Yeah, he's still got the widow's peak going. I mean, it's white and faded, but... But the ponytail always had the ponytail. No. He was a writer of three episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge series. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Never seen it. Yeah, you're not missing much. You remember Pokemon? Yes. Alright, you're good. Okay. <laughs> and he's a writer for one episode of Angry Video Game Okay, I got that. No way. I can't trust that. I think it's more like he must. Angry Video Game Nerd was to inc- include parts of oh, the script okay. or yeah, something. Yeah, because he did a movie. He did a video game specifically oh. based on Halloween. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, ratings. 
All right, let's start with uh, let's start with you, Eddie. Uh, and are we gonna say out of out of five interdimensional fishmen? Yeah. Okay. I'm going. Jeez. Okay. This I know. Is I know. Um. Take your time, and then you'll tell us elaborate on why you like it. I'm going to give it a four point five. Yep. Interdimensional fishmen. Oh, is that your final number? I was thinking. Hold I'm on, thinking. Folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, start rambling a bit. Uh, man, they must have gone through a lot of KY jelly on this movie because everything was glistening and sloppy. Lubed up. Yep. Fishmen, pumpkinhead monsters. Yes. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Four point five tentacles sliding under the door. Out Ooh. Of five for this movie. Oh, Car- Carpenter was kind of riffing on himself in this movie, even. I really, yeah, I really like this. It was a surprise. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. Well, I've heard of the name before this day. Never seen it. Never seen any clips, trailers. But this really surprised me. And I'm very surprised why I haven't heard it before. You always hear They Live, Escape from New York, uh, The Thing, Halloween. But why have I not heard of this movie as much as those? This was, uh, I, I like this. I'm, I'm bringing you into the Carpenter fold more and more, Eddie. Because at first... And he asked me if he should buy the Blu-ray Steelbook of Prince of Darkness. Ah, like, uh, yeah, I, was I like, remember that. I was like, faux show. You got to. That's yeah, what no. I meant by the long face. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and I think the so fog. Like, and I think the the fog. Oh, yeah. The fog has an alternate poster of a long face too. You know who else got a long ass face? H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, it's real long and narrow. Maybe he was a fish man. Banana head having ass. <laughs> With glasses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this one is not talked about very much, even in the Carpenter horror-loving circles, and I've been there for a while, and it's only been the past couple years that I even considered watching this movie or knowing that, or thinking that was good or buying it or whatever. Yeah, like, IMDb has a 7.2 out of 10, and based on looking at other films, that's pretty good. Yeah. For having 55,000 ratings. Ooh, that's a good rating. Is yeah. Prince of Darkness? That's eighty nine. Uh, it's it's is it that more appreciated than? I think more than this one. Mouth yeah. of Madness. Okay. I think that has a couple things. Number one, Prince of Darkness has Donald Pleasance, so you're getting the Donald Pleasance yep. fanboys. The beautiful Donald Pleasance. And, and it's got Alice Cooper, so anyone who likes Alice Cooper yeah. music is going to be in that group of cult movies. The beautiful Alice Cooper. It's got um. I don't want to get his name wrong and be racist, but I want to say David Wang is the... Victor is the, Wong. Victor Wong. Is okay. Saying, yeah. yeah. Victor Wong is in it, so anybody that saw um, fucking Big Trouble in Little China. The beautiful... Or Tremors. Or, ooh, dude, he's got a great death in Tremors. Just gets eaten whole by that fucking uh, uh, graboid. Tremors, that's a... Yeah, so, but this movie had the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I just don't think, I just don't, especially because Jurassic Park and this were released in the same year, I'm guessing in the Mouth of Madness just didn't have a good distribution deal, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I just don't think it saw as many screens, and, uh, you know, for better or worse, I don't really know what, Sam Neill did do some more horror and sci-fi after this, obviously Event Horizon, so obviously he has somewhat of a appreciation of it but i guess 
you know, it wasn't until Jurassic Park that I think American viewers even knew who he was. Yeah. So given that, with the fact that this movie was probably poorly distributed, uh, probably didn't do him any favors, and having, like, a fan base that was already there. Hey, at best it beat its budget. It grossed 900 more thousand than what it cost. Yeah, well, money men are fucking monster pigmen, so they're probably like, <laughs> that's not enough money. Yeah. Now, H.P. Lovecraft more famous now or back then? Oh, definitely now. Now, okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone gave a fuck about When I go half price books, like almost every book in the horror section is H.P. Lovecraft related. It's yeah. either him or Stephen King. Mm. It's yeah. hard to like find anyone else. There's not even that much Clive Barker when I go. Oh no, I I've been trying to find Hellbound Heart like yeah. for, mm-hmm. for like. So and that's now. in a collection he has. Yeah, exactly. And even then, it's it's hard find to find it. any of those books. They might have like one. You it's guys don't see anymore. any of the Dean Koontz because everyone's buying those, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because no one fucking wants no, it's, them. No, they're so good. No one wants to give them to have. Right? Yeah, oh, they're God. not like. <laughs> this is like gold. You don't just appreciate value. You know what? 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 You'll never hear inspired by the Dean <laughs> Kunz books. <laughs> the haunted tricycle. <laughs> the haunted tampon. Oh, Wait, what? <laughs> All right, Omar, let's give you a rating yeah, before you get any rating. creepier in this episode. I'm going to give this four and a half haunted tampons out of five. Boy, yes. I thought we said intergalactic fishmen. Was, yeah, okay, <laughs> at least mine was related to at least, the movie. At least Eddie's was related to the movie, even though it wasn't what we agreed on. But Okay. Yeah. Uh, four and a half intergalactic. Uh, Old men riding bikes on the highway. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, this intergalactic movie was awesome. Doc Browns riding bikes. Yeah, like I have to give it, a, and it might even be a five. It slowed down a, just a tad bit. Kind of like, the part where he just comes back from yep, the weird yep. shit. But the Sutter Kane stuff was was cool. The just uh, the whole surrealness. This and movie's that, creepy. It was. It it it, it had a that creepiness. It felt like a David Lynch, but it's like no, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a carpenter. It's a carpenter. I want to appreciate it for a carpenter movie. So like, I did like it. Prince of Darkness slightly better, but I don't want. I don't even want to compare them. But John Carpenter did do that one too. So like, I can't help it. <laughs> but like, uh, this was fun. And this is almost like a like a movie you can watch every Halloween, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. It, and it's not just so disturbing because Hellraiser almost disturbs disturbs <laughs> me a little more. A little, uh, sometimes you got too, flesh and skin, too, and yeah, and weird, creepy, and like stretching, blood, and, sex stuff, and yeah, and hooks and. It's you not, know. that's not a pleasant Halloween. Yeah, movie. yeah. And like you can watch it to be like, ooh, I want to get freaked out. Yeah, like. You don't have that, and Eddie's got it number two on his list, by the way, just so everyone knows. <laughs> no, but. not number two on the list. It's the second movie I'm watching in uh, October. Jesus. I believe that makes it second on the list. No, you want to save the best for last. All right. Okay, so it's the opposite way. Just don't masturbate to it, Andrew. No, I, I, I really Although like Although that, really fe- like that female Cenobite, you know what I'm saying? Say what? Boop, boop, boop. Boom. I think the, like, Final girl's pretty attractive. You like the big fat son of bite. Don't even try and lie to us. Yeah. (laughs) 
With the with the uh, Leon the professional yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, he does. He does. He got those fucking Ringo Star glasses. <laughs> no, wait, uh, uh, AKA the Morpheus sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they got no um, half of Omar's glasses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other missing half. Uh, all right, I'll go next. It, it's hard for me to. <laughs> Where else would you go, AJ? I don't know. Maybe Omar wanted to. Say, I don't know. Yeah, okay, just forget it. Forget it. Lion comes in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lion, tell us what you thought of In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> Lion is my cat's name, by the way. Yeah. So original. I think, I think they got it by us making the meow sounds. So original name for a cat. All right, let me think here for a sec. I think I'm going to give this... I get a lot of pleasure from showing people this movie. I like the movie... I don't think it's a masterpiece on the level of the thing, mm-hmm. but it's still really, it's still really, really interesting. And, you know, I think, I think you can look into this movie harder than what most people probably did when it came out. They were probably like, oh, weird horror movie, whatever. <laughs> and like, I think there's more to it than that. Also though, this is pretty much, this is pretty much the cliff for John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. His movies drop in quality around this After time. this one? Okay. After this one. Not to say that I don't appreciate... Um... Oof. Yeah, actually, Vampires? I, 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 I... Escape from L.A. is really terrible, but you can I know. laugh at it. I know. And Vampires is still pretty cool, but let's face it, it's pretty shitty. Extremely Would you low say it, uh, Escape from L.A. is like the Force Awakens of A New Hope? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I just, I don't really wish Last Jedi on anybody. Pam Greer, man. Hmm? I love her. She was in uh, Escape from L.A. When she was a man, you loved her? She was a tranny. I know. But Pam Greer, I love Pam Greer. Alright, let's get back to my I'd make love to her right now. Yeah, what did you even say? You and she's like 78 years old. (laughs) I'm just trying to give people a context, okay, motherfucker? Uh, <laughs> basically, Halloween and The Thing are fives. This isn't as good. 4.5. They Live are five. Is a five. Well, also. Eddie just said it for me, so I, but I just shut the fuck up. No, no, I'm just, no so you got. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with these boys. We're, we're giving it straight 4.5s because. Hell yeah. Uh, love the atmosphere. Lo- love the weird editing. Love the monsters. Uh, love, even though, even though now by our fucking. 2019 minds it's like ooh meta stuff ooh like uh, been there done that like I still think that I, don't, I still think I don't I haven't seen a movie quite like this still yet sure there are other meta movies you could go like Cursed Scream uh, I don't know what else It or uh, It Follows probably mm-hmm. you know other things that weave in tropes of horror movies into it but I've not seen a movie that did the same sort of level of movie inside a book inside a movie inside a book. Yeah. Because you're, it's almost like it's the closest thing I've come to to a movie feeling like you're reading a book. Mm-hmm. Because, wow. you, because you can't tell where it's going to go until you get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're, That's you're, a good point. It's, it's such a weird atmosphere that you don't know what the fuck's going to be in the next scene until you get to that scene. And so, and, so, you, and so for me, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
No, it's pretty much until you got Sam Neill just uh, laughing at the the final yeah. page. You're just you're just literally you're just like, okay, well, that guy's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> how do I how do I take this? You know. So I really like that sort of narrative development. I like obviously I'm a big. We've had podcasts, me and Omar, and I'm sure Eddie also loves, but we all love monsters and monster effects. And this movie does deliver on that. It's not a huge part, but it does. In the scenes they do include it, it's really effective. Just enough. Yeah. They had just enough. I feel like if they did more, it would have. We would have seen more flaws in it or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, four point five for In the Mouth of Madness for me. Anyone else have any departing thoughts? Well, just finally, I just want to touch on even how the movie connects to today, because. I think honestly something can sway the people nowadays. So if it, if it's like a strong fake news, yeah, or even like a narrative, or whether it's based in fear or whether it's based in something, it's uh, it 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 talks on how people can be manipulated in yeah. a sense and create that reality. Like how people read headlines and they just know their opinion on that Exactly. Right yep. And they, and they, they don't say, even read the article. Yeah. And they say, well, this is, this is a reality. But also, I mean, I do believe in, in, in certain kind of just a spiritual entity that can create like a negativity among us instead of us, you know, the, the, human spirit or whatever just staying positive so hp lovecraft you're a fucked up dude but there's a certain logic and reason to what how he because i i feel like he understood humanity he's he was probably uh uh dealing with some type of uh like uh war or what was the time that he was writing? He was writing kind of like 1916 to like 1930. Okay, so that's just like the worst time to ever be alive. <laughs> so it's just like... <laughs> no, I'd, I'd probably say after the after the fall of the... Like, you get diarrhea. One, no, once you once the Great Depression hits and it's like 1930 to yeah. like 1940, that might be the worst time. I mean, dude... Like, something crazy like... like 40% of people were unemployed. <laughs> like, just yeah. people were living in the streets. And it, I mean, you think about it. Yeah, we're traumatized by 9-11, but this is still the most beautiful time to live in. But also, it's the most manipulative. It's also the most easily where our minds are uh, kind of... Um, they could be n- manipulated also. So Omar will be uh, developing his own biblical podcast <laughs> as a tie-off from this podcast. Also, Eddie, you and I are going to have to come up with a bunch of fart jokes to make up for all that spiritual shit. <laughs> Look, I'm an old guy. I know everything. Just add fart sounds whenever I'm talking. That'll be... Oh, God, I shouldn't have had beans for dinner. <laughs> shouldn't have had all those Cheeto paws. Goddamn enchiladas. <laughs> yeah, yep. Thank you. We all did that for you. Four point five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So on average, that's four point five times three. Divided by three. Five by three. And what do you get from that? Like four, a, like four. Uh, four seven. Two, seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Inexplicably. All right, folks. That has been the first entry 
in a very Carpenter Halloween, starting off with our first entry of October, In the Mouth of Madness, released 1993. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Sutter Kane is the best-selling author whose newest novel is literally driving readers insane. When he inexplicably... <laughs> We're good. <laughs> Inexplic- inexplicably. 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 Yeah, you got it. Maybe <laughs> start from the top. All right, Sutter Kane is the best-selling author whose newest novel is literally driving readers insane. When he inexplicably... Right. Wait, hold on. Let me... Maybe you should find a different word. <laughs> hold on. Inexplicably. 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 When he... When he randomly... <laughs> when he randomly vanishes. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I don't give a fuck. Just make a word that you can say, right? <laughs> Inexpi- inexpl- inexpli- in this, in lo- I want to try. To, were you not born without a roof? Your I want to t- say. <laughs> I'm missing it too. Inexplicably. Yeah. See, I can't get it. Inexplicably. Just say when he mysteriously. Okay. Inex- Okay, start, start from the top. We can edit this all out. Okay, we can edit it all out. Oh, just, yeah, no. Enix. Just start from the top. Bleed. All right. Just say mysteriously. It's fine. Mysteriously vanishes. No, you get. <laughs> all right, here we go. Inexplicably. There we go. See, okay, inexplicably. I trust you. Sutter Kane is the best-selling author whose newest novel is literally. Driving readers and slaying. <laughs> Fucking shit. We got we got Barney Gumble over here. Here we go. I'm not burping though. Hold on. <laughs> okay. It's A B C. It's easy as one, two, three. Yeah, you're like really best. You're gonna say one, two, three, it's easy as one, two, three. Yep. I completely got the, the sequence messed up. Bend the two of us, we look no more. We both found what we were looking for. Is that from Ben? With a friend to call my own. Oh, I'll God. never be alone. With you, my friend, we'll see. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> so, Omar, are we just going to head out or what? I am me. It is fucking. This is disturbing. We should start every podcast. How many times have you seen Ben? No, I just know the song. We should just start it with singing every time. Holy shit. What was the one song you didn't like me saying? Oh. Fuck. The the Dumpster Baby song? No, I just randomly started singing. You're like, why would you you start singing? (laughs) Like, you were. I just can't stop loving you. <laughs> or something like that. You're just like, why would you sing that right now? You love Michael Jackson. Did you guys ever see the Crispin Glover movie Willard? No, but I've seen, seen the cover. That's it. That's all I need. I to heard see. it was a gem. It's actually better. I mean, like entertainment value that it is Crispin Glover included. It's, it's actually, a horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like this dude, like. He essentially becomes like a Batman villain that can control rats. 
Like, has, has rats eat, like, his boss and stuff. Oh, jeez. Crispin Glover, he's a method actor, no? He's one of my all-time favorites. Hmm. He was great in, uh, uh Final Chapter. <laughs> yeah, that dance, dude. And then he gets one of the best deaths, dude. He gets a corkscrew in the hand and then a hatchet in the face. Yeah, he went out. He I don't out. remember that one too much. The, what? Yeah. Final chapter is like best the one. best Wait, one. six or seven? Four. Huh. Oh, Four you like, you like. Six. Yeah, I like, you like six, six and you seven, like, yeah. You like Jason Lives. Yeah. And, uh. And Zombie Dead with Carrie. Yep, that one's good, too. What's the seventh one called? It's Jason Lives and then... New Blood? Yeah. Yep. New Blood. Yep, New Blood. That's the bad one, eh? No, it's the one you New said Blood's you liked. New Blood's the carry one. Yeah, New Blood's the carry What's the one with the... Don't say Manhattan. No, Manhattan's cool. The one where, like, his mask is super white and it's more of a hockey mask, not the not the Jason mask. Is that five? With not Jason? New... With Roy? Mm, yeah, yeah, like it five? wasn't. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. Five was made by a porn director. Bob Guccione. Yeah. Wait, really? I thought it was. I thought that's what. Because that's the guy that did like Caligula or produced Caligula. Someone so the third it. one was when he had the, the green third, shirt. The third one is the first time he gets the hockey. mask. He gets the mask. Two was Sackhead. Yeah. Then four. It's like a browner Jason mask. You're probably thinking of three, I think. Man. That's when he has the most hockey mask looking hockey mask. Yeah, no, I like three, but like, uh, it was one of those where it was like a fake out or it was like. Well, that's five. Okay, five was the, was the one I that's didn't care for. The movie. Oh, this is the director, Danny Steinman. No. said he's an Italian. No, I said porn director. Oh, porn director. What, <laughs> what porn did he direct? I don't know. Probably like softcore shit. Hmm. Like Red Shoe Diaries. Sure. <laughs> he only has four directing credits, and Friday the Thirteenth is the last one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Ended on a high note. So softcore corn. Uh, softcore <laughs> corn. <laughs> so, I, I grew up eating that as a child. Softcore corn. Softcore corn. Softcore corn. That comes on. Uh, before 9 p.m. or after 9 p.m.? That's before. And then the hard. It's after 10. Oh. And then the hard pour corn. Mm-hmm. That comes on after. That's after lunch. I <laughs> Watch out for those hard pours, guys. The hard pour corn is the sweetest. That means you haven't cooked it long enough. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you send us the full unabridged, the hidden email? I can't remember. Or if it was just posted, edited. There's nothing I had to take out of it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Nothing. Yeah, Omar, how many hits you take, bro? Hits from... Hurry up and drink that beer, so... From the crack pipe? Yeah, I want to hear your ice. Drink, drink, drink the rest of that beer in 10 seconds. Why? Hmm. Hi, everyone. So then you can have another one. No, this is the only one I'm going to have. Yeah, well, you've had two before that. I, I've had 12. Yeah, you were drinking Coors before we got here. 16 Coors Lights. That, that equals like two beers. 
They're all they're one point two percent alcohol. No, they're like they're like four or three point five or something. They're, they're, they're that's why I had to chug like eighty of them at Omar's ballpark outing. <laughs> you didn't have to. Yes, I did. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. Yes, I fucking did. What are we going to call it? Uh, a very carpenter Halloween. Oh, yeah. You should say that on the, on the intro. Because I was trying to come up like carpenter. Like, obviously, like I got the, the Carpenter's Christmas album. Like, uh-huh. Very Carpenter's Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, that'd be kind of funny if I was a very, very carpenter Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. If you hear uh, <laughs> Crackhead's... Or, or children screaming. I see the light up there. You can so, close the so window. Y'all got a cigarette? <laughs> can you help me, sir? Dude, AJ hates bums, dude. Like, the last way. time I drove him home, he was complaining about bums on his front porch. <laughs> they are? Well, not just bums. What irritated me more is that they were clearly, like, drug dealers of some type. Oh. And, like, not that those are terrible people, but I just don't want them, like... Right outside my front door. Unless they sell heroin, then they're terrible people. Well, yeah, that, that goes without saying. Heroin is all a drug dealer that deserves to. Yeah, they, they deserve to be locked up forever. I really don't think they could die. I don't really yeah. care. Weed's cool. Yeah. I'm sure that's actually what this guy was selling, because otherwise he wouldn't be out there when he was, but yeah, didn't like him there. Marijuana. All right. <clears throat> what, should the, what should the energy level be? Should it be like... Happy Halloween! Yeah, should I, yeah, should it be something I'm like gonna, that? Yeah, well, yeah, it's. I'm gonna try. We should mention some. I'm gonna try and do some so Halloween every, sound effects. Well, no, every week I'm gonna make sure it's posted by Friday. Oh, okay. Then the last week I have until Thursday to post, so then everything is at least out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bye. Halloween, so. Yeah, so then we'll be at five episodes. Maybe, maybe mention something like every Friday it's getting released now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every Friday of this month, and then Thursday is the day of Halloween. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so should, should I say Happy Halloween or Happy October or Happy Carpenter Month? Yeah, yeah, that. Um... Welcome, hello, listeners. Welcome to a very carpenter Halloween. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 